Hi, Emmaus. Welcome back to the Proclaim and Display podcast, episode 12, where we help you show and tell the gospel to your neighbors and the nations. Back in the studio today with Jaron and Kennedy. Hey, hey, what's going on? What's up? Uh, we heard earlier about a podcast where I guess the hosts like were tackling each other <laughs> at the beginning of the podcast. So let it be said that Jaron and I are on opposite sides of the table. <laughs> Kennedy is between us. And there's no full contact podcasting going on. No tackling. So glad. Today, I don't so. want to try to predict how that would go, but <laughs> I, I've, I've got a little extra weight on. <laughs> yeah, just hate <laughs> hey, on, <no>, man. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll take that. We'll take that offline. This is not a video podcast. And now at this moment, our guest. Miss Courtney is doubting whether or not she really wants to be on the podcast. <laughs> Courtney. In the house. Courtney. Thanks for having me. At least at this point. <laughs> yeah. The one and only Miss Courtney is here. So I mean, I'm used to wrestling that's in our true. area, oh, but it would be a little yeah. different if it was That's leaders. a great point. Yeah. yeah. Kids ministry, <laughs> lots of wrestling breakups uh, situation there. So... Jaron, senior yes. adult ministry, not a lot of uh, full contact events there. Oh, you haven't broken up no. any fights yet. Uh, full contact with <laughs> food and coffee yeah. and, and that's about it. That's so. about it. That's fun. That's fun. That would be funny though. That that would no be funny. So and senior adults. Jaron and Kennedy, what's new <laughs> since last time from the podcast? Last time, anything anything going on since Man. last time? We started focus nights uh, with the students. And That's our Sunday night yes, discipleship. Sunday night at the Rogers. Um, We're not calling it discipleship training anymore. So did you go to uh, discipleship training back in the day, Kennedy? No, I have no idea oh. what that is. I remember that wording. You went, yeah. Jaron, discipleship training? Uh, I mean... No. Oh no! Discipleship training, like yeah. That's what so it was this called. was, they or, called or sometimes nights. they sometimes they call it training training union union U N I O N. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that union, term That was what you went to before the Sunday evening mm-hmm. service. You went to mm-hmm. discipleship training, and then it was the Sunday evening service. But Jaron was my youth pastor, so if he didn't, <laughs> then I don't. Know. <laughs> definitely, I have it for you. So we did discipleship. Yeah. I just don't remember. Discipleship. We training. definitely did discipleship. Just, you have to I go in the wayback machine to get to uh, to get to that on Sunday nights. But you guys are doing focus nights. You're doing discipleship with students on yes on Sunday nights, yeah. which I'm really really excited about that. So what else? Anything else, Jaren, going on? Uh, I mean, we've got our first uh, choir special this Sunday for the year, so we're excited about that. And uh, so we're rehearsing and getting ready for those things, senior adults. Uh, we finally got in gear some uh, prayer partnerships with the senior adults and the students. And so we had us a little hangout uh, not too long ago in the worship center lobby before the service and connected some senior adults and students to begin praying for each other and caring for each other. So that's, that's kind of exciting. So. That's such a good idea. Oh, I, I love, love that. So, Courtney, you all had an event we Saturday. Did. Tell us about your event we Saturday. We did. So we did one fun day with our fifth and sixth graders, um, kind of in place of our annual retreat, um, a couple different schedule challenges um, fell through for us. And so um, we had done one fun day in 2021 when everything was closing and you couldn't take them anywhere. Um, And we weren't able to leave the church. But this year um, we were able to do the nine to nine, um, but we were able to leave and go do a service project. And um, then later on we got to go to Blue Zoo with them, which was an adventure in itself. I had never heard of Blue Zoo before. It's like an indoor aquarium at Quail Springs Mall. Huh. Um, so like they get to stick their hands in with stingrays and oh, cool. sh- like sharks that is probably it, don't have catchy their teeth. name. I like that. Yeah. Is it in one of those like abandoned department store, like the main areas on the end? Or yeah, it's between it? the movie theater and Von Mar. 
Um, okay. But it's okay. two-story. Um, so it's not like the size of, you know, Dillard's or anything, but probably like, I don't yeah. know, half the size of yeah. it. But wow. um, there's birds and turtles and <laughs> all sorts Emery of things. Emery had lots Swimming of fun birds. with Emery the birds. Emery did <laughs> have lots of fun <laughs> with she the She told birds. me about the birds, yeah. So. I would be embarrassed to tell you the last time I was in Quell Springs Mall, like, or uh, just a mall. I don't know what Von Mar is. It's Much just less. another department store. It's like a Macy's. Or it's different. a fancy oh, okay. one that has yeah, a piano in the fancy, middle. So. so going in the yeah. Wayback Machine, did you guys go to Crossroads Mall a lot back Absolutely. in the day? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Walked by the Chick-fil-A store about a dozen times <laughs> to get a free sample of chicken That's, nugget. I forgot they used to do the same thing. Oh, place. man. Yeah. Right. Well, growing up in Southwest Oklahoma, you had to go to Central Mall and Lawton. Tough, tough scene. <laughs> like it was a big deal when we came to Oklahoma City to see you guys. But like Crossroads and Penn Square and and uh, Quell Springs, and so yeah, that was a that was a big deal for us. But yeah, so you guys had a great day. We did um, it was you know I think the, the we did have a Bible lesson at the beginning of the morning, but um, the main thing is just fellowshipping with one another and um, the leaders that spent the day with us too. Um, one of them. A couple of them are Sunday school teachers, and one of them made the comment to me later that some of the girls, you know, they come to Sunday school and they barely talk. Um, and she's like, I've seen a whole other side of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they went to Sunday school this Sunday, the day after, it's just a different, different ball game. And the heart behind it is really we want kids to understand the beauty and the value of church community um, at a young age. Um, and what that what that requires is extra time together, serving together, just playing fun games um, and all of that. So just a super beneficial day. No one got hurt. No one got sick. Um, <laughs> everyone lasted the 12 hours. Yeah. So that's, good that's day amazing. for us. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I think, Emmaus, one of the things I want you to hear on the reason we're talking about this preteen event is we talk about that transition from kids ministry to student <clears throat> ministry. And so you're really trying to invest in these fifth and sixth graders, help them to prepare for that. And then we're thinking about how do we take these junior and senior students and prepare them for ministry after high school. And so those transition times, they're crucial. I mean, you can either really just get disconnected or you can get really excited right. about church and, and about your faith. And so so I'm excited about this. Speaking of excitement and kids ministry at Emmaus, some real excitement recently, Courtney, just kids. Uh, well, just you, you tell the story. I don't want to take it away from you. Yeah. Just talk a little bit what's been happening recently. Um, you know, I think part of it is like a lot of kids ministry is week in, week out. Um, it's just faithfulness of the teachers to show up and, and teach God's word. It's family discipleship at home. Um, and it's the combination of all of that that plays into kids' spiritual journeys. Um, and in two weeks' time, we had four separate kids' salvations, which um, none of them were connected. And um, they weren't. They were unexpected on our end. They weren't unexpected by God. Sure. Um, but just really cool to see that in the middle of February. Yeah. Um, we see a lot of salvations happen at the same time around our summer events or right after summer. Um, but I wouldn't say February is normally a big time that we see a lot happen at the same time. And so just a reminder to be faithful week in, week out um, in your home as you you know talk to your kids just around the dinner table. You never know um, when God's going to call them. And so um, just been a really cool hard harvest time for us. Um, and so that's been neat. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Just thinking about parents, grandparents, just like you said, that daily faithfulness of of, of sharing for the kids, investing our Sunday school teachers, what they do. I, I love that so much. We're, we're going to talk more here in a few minutes, Emmaus. I, I think this will be really interesting to you, hopefully, and really valuable about how do we talk to kids about salvation and baptism? And, and you think about VBS and camp and all those things. So we're going to get to that conversation 
in a few minutes. I know Jaron and Kennedy are in a good position to talk about that as well. Before we get there, Courtney, go in the Wayback Machine again, <laughs> back up. Tell us your story. People that know you as Kids Ministry Director at Emmaus, but don't know your testimony, don't know about God's work in your life. So so back us up and tell us your story. Yeah, so I um, was blessed to grow up um, as a youth pastor's kid. Um, and so that's all I ever knew. Um, my dad served at the same church um, my entire life. Um, he actually didn't leave that church until after I took on my first ministry role um, post-college. And um, so it was one of those that I grew up in an intact family, um, not really a lot of hard you know, that you would consider. Um, I didn't have to overcome a lot to get to that decision. But when I was seven, um, there were multiple church members that had passed away um, at the same, kind of at the same time. And um, it was around the holidays. And so it kind of went from, and we'll get to this too, it went from a head decision. I knew what God had done for us. I knew I had sin in my life. I knew all of that thing, all of those things. Um, but it became a heart decision. Um, and I recognized like I was separated from God. Um, and truthfully, I remember, I remember where I was. I was with my parents at home in my bedroom. Um, but I remember at that moment knowing I didn't want to be separated from God. I, I wanted to go to heaven. And, um, but the basis of that is I understood my sin separated me. And so that's all you've got to understand. <laughs> you know, you've got to understand the basics there. You don't have to understand all about God um, at that moment. But made that decision. So my life didn't radically change. Um, but I do know it was, it was a, a real decision. Um, then I think another turning point was in seventh grade. Um, I was at Falls Creek, um, and there was a missionary on um, over in China on a video, and um, I just really felt God calling me to missions, um, which scared me to death. Mm. Um, and I remember the college girls I sat down and talked with, I was like, I just, I don't want to go to Africa. I don't want to live in a hut. Like, that's not what I want to do with my life. And they were like, you do realize there's missionaries everywhere, you know? But I think it was that full surrender that I, I didn't want to give up control. I was scared. Um, I didn't exactly know what God was calling me to at that moment, but I knew it was lifelong. I knew that it was vocational. Um, and I, God just wanted my full heart. So that was another big turning point. Um, and then truly, <laughs> I only wanted to go to Oklahoma Baptist University. I went in with the degree of children's ministry. I never changed it. I graduated with that. I knew that's what I wanted to do. Um, started out at my first church doing preschool children's because um, that's what I thought I wanted to do. And then slowly realized my giftings and my heart were really towards elementary. And so um, a couple years later, I didn't want to leave that church. And I got a call from Jim Lehue and he convinced me. Did you um, know Jim at this time? Or I is this... did not. Yeah. Um, so it's funny to look back at those things. He knew my parents. Um, but he, it was kind of one of those, I was like, I'm not interested. And he was like, okay, you're just going to go ahead and fill out that form. And so I filled it out and then, you know, I was like, I'm not interested in an interview. And he's like, yeah, you're going to show up for an interview. And, um, you know, and then they were like, we're, we're narrowing it down to a couple. And he called and said, it's you. And I was like, it's not me. Um, but really God's hand was all over it. And it was a good time to leave that, that other church and, um, really blessed to be here um, from that. So I saw the importance of a church family for children um, in my own life. Um, and I just, I hope that we're able to provide that for kids. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not interested in a flashy ministry, um, but one that really teaches God's word and kids feel safe and included. So how long have you been here at Emmaus now? 
almost 11 years. Nice. Which nice. it doesn't yeah. feel Good. like. I'm yes. old enough yeah. for that to be the <laughs> case. So crazy. <laughs> I know. So you think about that, you know, that weekly ministry, daily yeah. ministry. You've seen groups of kids come all the way yeah. through. You've sent kids all the way to graduation and into yeah. college and, and beyond. And I so know. you love that, that daily, weekly ministry. We also know kids' ministry is big events too, like the, yeah. the big fun stuff. So talk about the summer, what's coming up this summer, preview that, and then just what those big uh, events look like. In for sure, ministry. for sure. I think um, summer is kind of the most fun. Um, the weekly yeah. is, is always fun, but the summer is really fun. So we have VBS, which is Vacation Bible School for completed pre-K through completed sixth grade. And that's the summer, first full week again? June, June 5 to 9. Yeah. yeah, and that's a 9 to noon. Um, and so there's actually another email going out today um, for returning volunteers to get their spots, and then it'll be open for everybody. And registration will be open for kids starting April 1. Um, and then we go to camp June 25 to 30, um, and that is for completed third grade to sixth grade. Um, and so we actually had to Mount Lebanon in Texas for that. Um, just a really special week again for kids to build those relationships um, with each other and then with Christ. And then we're going to do something. I haven't released this information past the staff, but we're going to do a day camp for completed first to second graders um, in the middle of July, just one day, not overnight. We're not taking them <laughs> overnight anywhere. Um, but just for them to get a little bit of a feel of what camp is and just kind of focus on them. So it will not be a nine to nine event. Nice. Um, well, it'll be a partial day. Come on, Gordon. Um, <laughs> we but would again, all it's, need it's naps, I think. It's, yeah, yeah, it's preparing them yeah. for camp. Yeah. It's getting them so, excited about um, awesome. And then, I mean, we'll have Wednesday nights in July and things like that. But those are the main things that, I mean, the gears are already rolling down the track. So Emmaus volunteer for VBS. Mm-hmm. It's the best. Yeah. It's the best. It's so much yeah. fun. So And it really is the best time if you are new or you don't know a lot of people, or even if you've been here and you still don't know a lot of people, it is the easiest way to meet a lot of people. Um, without a specifically in the volunteer snack room, that's <laughs> yeah. where you can meet a lot of people. <laughs> yes. So yes. hang out in the volunteer snack room, and yeah. you get to meet people. So, all right, we want to come back around a second to that conversation about uh, baptism, salvation, talking to kids about these things. Before we get there, though, VBS summer camp, wide open opportunity to do some fun things here to, to power rank something. Uh, we got to do a Mount Rushmore segment, something like that. So, what do we want to power rank? Power rank. Uh, Favorite VBS snacks, favorite mm. VBS games, best camp experience. I don't know. I'm searching here. What best best VBS snacks? I don't know. They're all prepackaged now. Oh, it's true. It's so not what we got to do for. It's not like the. But also anything that Miss Jackie. Makes. I was going to say. You know, okay. sometimes like, she brings some good sweets. That's true. When it comes it's to the volunteer snack Jackie. room, it's really whatever. Yeah, yeah those the so snacks good. that come from home. So, <laughs> I, I like that option. What do you have, Jaren? Is this coming up on the microphone? Oh, he's going what theme songs. He's going theme songs. Oh, it's oh is the, are these oh. vacation I Bible think school? I know which one this Sorry, is. Sorry, the volume is down. Oh, wow. Is that really loud? Sorry. Everybody's <laughs> like turning like, down their volume. Scared people at home. <laughs> what song is that? Concrete and Crane. It's concrete and Crane. Okay, okay. So that was the 2020 BBS that we didn't actually do until 2021. Concrete. Okay, so here we go. Sorry for all Mount, the ears out there. All right, right. Mount, Mount Rushmore. Oh, you get to pick four. You get to pick your four favorite VBS themes okay. from from recently. And I brought a list. I've got a list here. What do you, what do you guys think best? Best theme? Are you going Concrete and Cranes? Absolutely. Jaren? Well, I guess I go with theme song. Theme songs, because yeah. that's what your area is. Yeah. So Concrete and Cranes, that was a 
That was it. That was a good one. Yeah, the kids liked that one. Yeah, that was that was a good one. I, you know, I think 2013, which was Colossal Coaster World, might not have been my very favorite theme, um, but that year um, was the year of the tornado. And so a month later, we Mm. had to change gears completely. We did it different than we've ever done it before. Um, But God was faithful. It was a really sweet year of the volunteers really just coming together. Um, But with the theme verse being about God giving us um, a spirit of power, love, and sound judgment, and not a fear in the face of the fear that we had just faced. Um, just one of the most timely um, VBSs. So I know that's a deeper. Um, no, I like that. one, but yeah. that Way that one sticks serious. out. Yeah, okay, that's I think 2018 on Game On was probably one of the most fun, though. Yeah, Game yeah, On was good. really was fun. Theme. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we have Colossal Coaster for really deep spiritual reasons, which is cool. We like that too. <laughs> Game One is on Mount Rushmore. Jaren's putting concrete and cranes on Mount Rushmore for the song. Yeah. What else? Sure. One more? Uh, I have two from, like, oh. that I remember when I was in elementary school. The Game Day Central Oh, theme, yeah, for sure. Totally. I still remember everything yeah. about that. Like, so good. And also Amazon Outfitters. That, that one was Amazon. a good one. Yep. What do you think? Could you break a tie, those. Courtney, between Amazon Outfitters and Game Day Central? So I think Amazon, I don't know that I got to do Amazon. That was in my so college years, I believe. Ago. Game Day Central, I was in Texas <laughs> interning. Um, that was the other sports one, and yeah. it was top so notch. Good. Yeah. So it just connects really well. Yeah. Are you allowed to tell us the summer's theme, or does that mess things up for yeah, the Yeah, we can. What's the um, summer? Ooh. So this year is Twists and Turns, Ooh. Um, which, you know, sometimes the wording on the theme is a little strange. But, yeah, what are we going um, for here? <laughs> this one is really a theme on like uh, video, like vintage video games and board Ooh. games. Oh, cool. Um, and so the tagline is that um, this changes everything, Jesus changes everything. Um, and so that decision to follow him. So it's following um, a lot of Peter's stories. So we're looking at the life of Jesus um, from, from Peter's nice. perspective. So. With board games and video games. And things yeah, like that. sometimes we don't know how to tie that in. <laughs> yeah. but, That's okay. Uh, it, we've, we get there. Jaren, have you heard the theme song yet? No, I was going to say, personally, I'm hoping that we rebound a little bit on the theme song. I was not the biggest fan of yeah. it. That's just <laughs> yeah. my personal opinion. Yeah. Spark so Studios was That was, was a okay. tough one, so uh, that's all right. That's I all think right. it's, it a little bit out of my it's between Spark Studios and Concrete and Cranes. Okay. I, I think I'll that's where it. we're going to land okay, on it. this one. That's fun. Yeah. All right, we'll give it a shot. Okay, Emmaus, <laughs> twist and turns, get ready. Video games, break out the old uh, Atari consoles if you have those at home. Yes. This is the, this is the, <laughs> time, the time for those. So, All right, we think about VBS. We think about Kids Camp. We think about at the end of the day, we're trying to share the gospel clearly uh, with these kids to know the good news of Jesus. And, and as volunteers, as adults, we're reminding ourselves of why we're doing this. Courtney, talk us through how we talk to kids about salvation and baptism, because there's always a fear with VBS and camp that there's confusion or we could force decisions. How, how did we navigate that? How, how have you navigated that? Yeah, so specifically with VBS, um, we do not do an open invitation. Um, we're really trying to look for those individual conversations with kids. And so we train our leaders that Everything we do and teach points back to the gospel. Um, and so they're trained and um, we follow a specific 
um, gospel presentation that is through Lifeway. And um, so it has five points um, that take them from God rules and he created us um, to how do we respond to that, um, which finishes with the ABCs, which is the admit, believe, confess um, that we've been taught for years. But that ABC is our, that's our response. Um, and so we really, we don't do any big um prayers that they're repeating after us. It's all individual conversations. And the goal with that is, number one, to make sure the kid understands in their head and their heart um, and that there's um, a true repentance of sin. I think to understand we are a sinner, but to feel the weight of that, um, that there's something we need to do about that, but it's not something we can do on our own. Um, We want to see those understandings. Um, And so those conversations we love to have with their parents present. Um, sometimes that isn't an option. Um, I know last year during VBS, we had one kid that her mom was down the hall. We pulled her out of class and she prayed with her. Um, another one really wanted mom on the phone. So we got mom on FaceTime and, and did that. Um, I've also had a kid that refused to go get his mom down the hall. Um, and so you, you <laughs> kind of have to go word. with yeah. what the kid wants to yeah, do. Yeah. Um, and so... Um, but the goal is to get those parents involved. We don't want to take that away from them, but we also have to follow the Spirit's call on that. So um, I really am am confident that um, it's not emotional decisions that are just made and pressured here. Um, we're really intentional with that. Um, same thing with camp. That's harder because we don't really have all the parents with us. Um, but again, it's one-on-one conversations. Um in a safe environment, but um, one-on-one so we know that they're fully understanding. We don't want them to, to doubt that later on. Um, and so, but the big thing is really teaching them um, the things that they understand in their head is that really connecting with their heart. Um, and so that's a big deal here. Um, after that decision is made, we have a workbook that we have them work through. Um, and it's not to be legalistic. It's not a magical book, um, but it's a book we really feel explains all of kind of the tenets of the faith that um, baptism and Lord's Supper and what it means to have a daily devotional after we do that because um, salvation is really the starting point for their life and so we don't want to drop the ball there um, and so they work through that before we talk through baptism and um, and usually I sit down with them um, or you sit down or right. whoever's baptizing. Usually, yeah both of us will end up. Yeah um, and really just um, there's a, a cool thing I do with Plato with them there too, but again, just talk about that Plato thing. Yeah. I think people will be interested to know. Yeah, uh, so you're about making that. me give away part of the trick. Ooh, yeah. Um, yeah, but part of uh, the, probably not a lot of kids. Just don't listen. tell you're the probably, children. Yeah, you're yeah. probably good. Yeah, yeah, don't tell your kids. Um, but. so we start with it's it's something I saw a long, long time ago, and it really just I thought it was a really good visual aid. But um, we start with two colors of Plato, and I tell them one represents God, one re- represents them, and I tell them after you've made this decision like show me using the play-doh what that decision means to you so there's no right or wrong answer it's been all over um the course of what they've made um and then (laughs) then i mix it all together um and so i kind of ruin their creation after that but i warn them there's never been tears with that but um (laughs) so i mix it all together to the point that it can't be separated um and so the point is that god loves us and when we've made that decision there's nothing we could do that would make him stop loving us it's a one-time decision but it's a daily commitment um and so i tell them to separate the play-doh back out into those two colors and some of them try um and then they realize it's not going to work and so again it's a visual for them of that once you've made that decision it's forever um and so i challenge them that they can keep the play-doh if they're going to put it somewhere in their room that they can tell their friends about it um they can tell their family and so also just trying to in a simple way teaching them to share that faith yeah and by the time they get to me uh 
talking with me or whoever's doing the baptism, I mean, they remember that Play-Doh thing. Um, I know when I'm talking with these kids before baptism, we're talking about how the symbolism of baptism is a good way that they can talk to their friends uh, that as they go down into the water, that's a picture of Jesus's death, but it's also a picture of being cleansed. And so because of Jesus's death for them, that those sins are washed away. And then when they come up out of the water, that's a picture of Jesus' resurrection. And so we don't have to be afraid of death. So we talk through that a lot. And then I'll always ask them, how many times are you baptized in life? You know, and we'll usually get around to it. The, it's supposed to be one time. Now there's confusion, there's things that happen, but we're baptized one time. And then I'll ask them, how many times do you take the Lord's Supper in life? And they always get confused, but it's kind of a purposeful trick question. And then we get around to it's hopefully hundreds or thousands of times. Like the Lord's Supper is that constant reminder. You're connected to the church. You're reminded of what God's done for you. And so that's the conversation that that we'll have for them, helping them see the importance of baptism, the power of it, but it's not that baptism that saves them. Um, they're showing people what God's done, done in their lives. And so, Jaron, Kennedy, you guys have na- navigated these questions <laughs> from, from a student ministry perspective. How do you talk with students? How do you how do you think about these challenges of helping to be clear about salvation, helping to move kids toward baptism without pressuring them? What are what are some things you've learned along the way? Uh, yeah, it it probably this is probably the one thing that caused me the most angst in student ministry, just trying to navigate another person's heart. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I have enough trouble of my own navigating my own, and so um, I and I think it. It, it varied so much because you had kids who had grown up in the church, had even come through Courtney's ministry and had made a previous decision, or uh, or then you have kids that are invited from you know friends that never stepped a foot in the church before, and so you know a lot of confusion about um, rededication and um, it, it just there's just a lot wrapped up in there, and so I, at the end of the day for me. I had to come to a place where I was anchored in Philippians 1.6. He who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. And so... Which be- was the VBS verse last year. Yeah. <laughs> I love Spark Studio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, for me, I had, to, I had to continually remind myself of that. And, uh, and not to the point where it led me to be passive and saying, hey, God's got this. I don't have to do a single thing. Um, but at least give me some some kind of foundation to stand on when I'm doing the best I can to navigate conversations with kids. And at the end of the day, too, um, you just want them to know the gospel at the end of the day. And um, whether, whether they um, have been saved for six years or six days or six minutes, you know, trying to walk them through uh, the gospel. And uh, and then again, trying to come alongside them and surrounding adult workers uh, that are around them. I always tried to really make contact with families and parents and to involve them in that situation. And so... Um, A couple of things I hear there. Uh, clear and understanding of the gospel. Just we, we all need that reinforcement. We need that reminder. Uh, you're having conversations. You're yeah. you're helping them to process these things out loud, and then you're surrounding them yeah. with the church and yeah. and with other people. Kennedy, anything to add to that? Yeah. I mean, you've experienced, you've gone through this 
Yeah, kind of like what Courtney talked about at the very beginning of the podcast, that it really is like those week in, week out conversations that um, a lot of times I feel like students come and they're just like, they know in a sense that the Lord is calling them to something or they know their need for the Lord, but they can't like articulate Mm -hmm. a lot of it. And that's probably the same for all of us. Like we know that there's something there, we just can't articulate it. And so that's where that like week in, week out conversations of discipleship kind of happens from there. And um, also just like, especially with students, um, just helping them understand um, that their faith is their own faith, um, that it's not based off of something that their parents, you know, have been telling them and um, like their faith is what they believe in um, their own personal walk with the Lord. Um, And I think that that helps them even post graduation, like when they have that true relationship that their faith wasn't built out of something that their parents, that they felt like they needed to do or had to do, but it was simply just, they saw it as their own personal relationship with Jesus. Yeah. No, that's, that's really helpful. I I know personally, just on my own, own life, being seven years old, like Courtney was when trust in Jesus. And then you go to False Creek and every Every summer, you're back around thinking, "Oh man, was that mm-hmm. was that legitimate? Am, am I really mm-hmm. a, a follower of Jesus?" Yeah. And and navigating that. So much of that for me was coming to a point of realizing, not everyone's story of mm-hmm. salvation or conversion is going to look look the same. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have these very dramatic uh, younger brother in the prodigal son story, those stories, and if your story is more of an older brother story. Uh, or you grew up in the church or that type of thing, you can almost get in this comparison game of my testimony doesn't look like other people's testimony. And so, so much of that work in in my own life was just coming to see just because my backstory doesn't look like someone else's, it doesn't change the power of the gospel. It doesn't change the work of salvation. And as you get older, you start to look at your life and you look back and you realize, oh my, I see all the things I've been saved from. Yep. You know, I, I see I see a path my life could have gone gone down had it not been for God's grace. And so some of that's just been helpful for me personally, you know, processing that over time and helping kids that have grown up in the church. So really And good. I do wanna just encourage parents, like you don't need us to mm-hmm. talk to your kid. We're here because we want to walk alongside of you. So we're happy to talk Absolutely, with them. Yeah. Um, but you don't need us. You know your kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to know when the time is right, when God's talking to them. And that that peace is there. Um, and we say that you're going to know. You are going to know. Um, so we're here to walk alongside of you and to help you. But um, there's nothing special about us. We've just, mm-hmm. um, we love having those conversations. Yeah. That's one of my favorite parts of the job. Yeah. But um, I'm also one of the, conversations last couple weeks they called me late on the Wednesday night and she had left church and had prayed with her parents and um I was crying and loved that you know um so parents you you have to be faithful to disciple in your home week in week out all those conversations um but the weight of their salvation you're not their savior and so um rest in that piece that that God's got it. <laughs> the Spirit's always working in their life. Um, so you do your job to be faithful, and He's going to do His to be faithful to you. No, I love that. Uh, Kennedy, will you pray for us yeah. as, we, as we wrap up? Absolutely. 
Lord, I thank you so much just for your faithfulness and um, our kids and our students' lives, Lord. And I just thank you how you continue to bring um, people in this church that love on our kids, love on our students, that disciple them, um, and that continue to point them to you, Lord. Um, Lord, I just thank you so much for the work that you've done in Courtney's life um, and just how you've brought her to Emmaus and really worked through her at Emmaus and just the impact that she's made on so many um, kids and adults, Lord, and how she just continues to lead so faithfully, Lord. We know that that's um, only by your power that she's able to do those things. And so we just praise you for all the work that you've done through her. And I just pray that um, as we reflect on what we talked about today, Lord, that we just can find that peace and rest that Courtney was talking about, that um, we can look to you for salvation, that we can look to you um, to be the one that does all the work, Lord, and that um, you're simply just wanting us to be your servants and just act in that obedience. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 See you soon, Emmaus.